calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello and welcome to another episode of CFA Institute's Take 15 series. My name is Matthew Orsag, Director of Capital Markets Policy at the CFA Institute, and I'm talking with Kurt Schacht, Managing Director, CFA Institute. Today we're going to be talking about a paper that came out recently, uh, a template, if you will, for CDNA, Compensation Discussion and Analysis, uh, for issuers, uh, for investors, created by issuers. So let's get right into why we did this project, what was the call for CDNA, why did this need to be done? Well, there's a lot of discussion going on about executive compensation, as you know, and, and some of the concerns about us going into a new era called say on pay. So for the first time this year, um, investors will have an opportunity to cast an advisory vote on executive compensation plans at, at publicly traded companies. The concern is that the information that investors are given um, in connection with casting that vote is, is um, totally inadequate and, and uh, un not understandable in the, in the sense that they're able to have a meaningful understanding of the executive compensation program. So um, we teamed up with a number of stakeholders, um, observers of this executive compensation process, including the issuer community, some of the largest issuers, publicly traded issuers in the country, right. um, compensation experts from the legal field, um, uh, industry stakeholders like the investor relations people, National Association of Corporate Directors, and the Business Roundtable to see if we could fix this issue um, in the era of say on pay so that investors could at least have some understanding about what they're voting on. Yeah, well it's interesting, we've already seen this year, we're taping this on February 3rd, and we've already seen the two companies, Jacobs Engineering, who had a, they failed to get a majority vote on say and pay. And Monsanto, I think, got a much lower vote than they expected. And the, the thought is that their CDNA didn't really match. Pay for performance wasn't explained, wasn't explained very well. I think the Monsanto example was about 40, 50 pages long. And that's one, some of the thing, one of the things we worked on uh, on, this, uh, on this project was, was trying to, sh to shrink that down to something that's given in plain English and not legal language and to something like maybe a 10 to 15 page template where all that information could could be could be given. Uh, the next question we have is, um, what are some of the issues? We, we talked about some of them, but what are some of the issues where investors say the issuer community has fallen short over the years in producing a CDNA that investors could use? Well, I, there are a number of them, and I, and I think the interesting thing is to, to cover maybe very quickly is that it's not just investors that have the problem with this uh, with this disclosure. As you know, all of the investor, uh, the issuers that we talked to are very concerned about the time and effort and, and uh, cost that they have to put into the preparation of this, number one. So it's turned into this um, exercise where we now, as you say, have, have 40, 50 pages of disclosure that no one can understand. So the issuer is very concerned about the cost and the resource allocation to that. The members of the uh, board of directors, in particular the compensation committee of the board of directors, are the people that are charged with sort of understanding the compensation process at these firms. and. 
Um, it is um, not, um, t not atypical for a director on a corporation's compensation committee to not fully understand what is being disclosed to investors. So there, there are a number of people stakeholders in this process that think this is, this is clearly, uh, clearly an issue. Having said that, the, obvious, um, the, obviously the obvious flaws here are that this is so long, number one, mm -hmm. and that even if you are an expert uh, in uh, reviewing proxy statements like the experts that we got involved in this discussion who review thousands of proxies on an annual basis, find it difficult as a proxy expert to understand exactly what's happening at these, with respect to compensation at these companies. And I think that's a, that's a very serious flaw. And again, it's the issuer that feels that way. It's the, uh, the board of director people that feel that way. It's some of the legal experts that are the gurus, if you will, with respect to executive compensation disclosure, all having the same sense that this is not working very well. I remember one of the one of the uh, corporate issuers we worked with who works in the uh, works at drafting the CDNA every, every year said that he gets information from people. Uh, they start looking at the CDNA for their spring proxy in the October, November time frame, and he'll get stuff from people that he doesn't understand. And he writes these things all the time. So that's it's definitely a problem. It's, it's definitely a problem. And, and not to cast any aspersions over the legal profession, because having been a lawyer myself, um, I understand the, the interest in making sure that your client is protected. But um, what has happened is that they have, in, in many cases, sort of hijacked the process here, the outside counsel, saying this has to be disclosed this way to meet the requirements of the law. And as you know, having gone through this process and talking to lawyers and and other people that are responsible for creating the CD, CDNA in the first place, there, there is a great deal of flexibility under the current regulation to explain your compensation story and to make it understandable. Yeah, one of the, that brings to mind one of the things we heard from, from all sides in this was that the CDNA has become too much a compliance document and gotten away from being the communication document that it's supposed to be. Uh, one, of the other, one of the concerns people have when, when a template like this comes out and one of the things we heard at the meeting and we tried to guard against was this being a box ticking exercise and looking at companies that the you know a one size fits all type of exercise so let's go through you know how this isn't just a one size fits all exercise and it's flexible enough to allow companies leeway we made sure that that was the, that there was enough flexibility here because everybody's story is a little bit different um, it's a, like a lot of things in life, the story of how you met your spouse or um, you know, things of that nature. It, you can tell it in a certain sequence and you, can, and you can touch on the various elements of the story, but the story is unique. And we recognize that with respect to the template, but we wanted um, the same types of elements to be discussed as part of the uh, as, as part of your telling of the compensation story. And we wanted those, for the most part, to be discussed in the sequence that we thought made the most sense for investors. So it's not one size fits all, but the template and the framework under which you tell your unique story should be very similar. So this is as comparative as we can possibly make it. Yeah. And leading into the final question we're talking about is, wanted to emphasize for people that in the U.S., it's based on the U.S. model to begin with, and the, the, uh, the template itself is compliant with all current regulation. And so everything that is required to be in the CDNA is in the template. We're just hoping it's concise and more, more, clearly, more cl clearly communicated. Uh, but that said, how can uh, investors and issuers outside the U.S. Uh, use this template? We felt that this was a solution that sort of went beyond the shores of the U.S. and, 
and certainly the, the regulations that apply to proxies here because there are publicly traded companies all over the world and there is an interest, a very strong interest on the part of the investor core to understand how executives are paid. It's probably um, more prominent here given the number of companies and the amount of media attention that's being paid, but it's certainly in the European Union and, and to a growing sense in Asia Pacific where investors want to understand how executive compensation works. And so this template in, in so many ways is applicable to any corporation that's trying to describe its, uh, the process it uses for, for uh, compensating executives. Yeah, it's, it's a good best practices document, if nothing else, I think. Anything else before we sign off that uh, we didn't discuss? I'm very excited about the prospects for this. We've been talking to a lot of organizations um, that are in a position to recommend this template to the board of directors. I think it's going to be incumbent upon um, the directors of companies, particularly uh, executive comp committee directors, to sort of step up and be a little bit visionary about this and, and look and, and see if there's a way um, to try to help fix this process, this communication process, and make it, as you say, less about compliance and more about disclosure. Well, thanks again, Kurt, for joining us, and thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. Copyright 2011, CFA Institute. No part may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic, mechanical, recording, or otherwise, without the express prior written permission of CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.